welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shanette and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Yes. Why do you look like you're going to laugh at me? <laughs> because you usually can't get through without laughing. <laughs> so, it's like you're over there waiting for anticipation. I am. I just always, I never know what's going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> just well, that's a, valid. Uh, usually it's, it's always the intro though. Right. Usually. Okay. Usually. Usually. <laughs> just not maybe in real actual English. <laughs> So here's our disclaimer before we get started on today's podcast. Um, This is not a therapy session and I am not your therapist. So if anything that we talk about hits home, triggers anything, brings up issues, we strongly suggest that you seek counseling and there are resources available in all areas. We will share a resource with you now that is also our sponsor. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash therapist. That's betterhelp.com slash therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, we received um, we received an email kind of following up on our podcast we did last time mm-hmm. on um, comfort zones. It's it's really short. This was not a lot of detail. The but email. Co- the email. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just go ahead and read it. It says, "Hi, ladies." I listened to the podcast this week and felt sick to my stomach. I realized that I am doing things to my kids that my, mo- my mother did to me, and I hated it. I never wanted to be like her, but in many ways I am. I want to change this and not be the same kind of parent she was. Probably time to get therapy. Thanks for the wake-up call, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, she listens. Obviously, she listens. Yeah. She just named herself Karen. She knows that we are changing the dynamic, the mm-hmm. poor, the negative dynamic to the name Karen. Right. Her. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. So anyway, that brings up an interesting topic on, um, on the comfort zones. Yeah. And changing. And changing the way we're parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changing cycles. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. You know, last time we talked about, like, there's all kinds of comfort zones, mm-hmm. okay? We've got the comfort zone, like we talked last time, of jobs and 
eating, mm-hmm. exercise, exercise, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really think the parenting is a big comfort zone. I do too. Yeah. I think that's one of our biggest ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that we know about parenting and even in studies, it talks about that, like even with abuse, mm-hmm. okay, that adults who endured physical and emotional abuse as children are more likely to repeat these patterns with their own offspring. The authors noted that poor parenting, including physical and emotional abuse, frequently was observed across three generations, suggesting that these choices can affect families for decades. I think that's one of the things that we really have to realize is that these patterns of parenting go way back. Mm -hmm. They are there. It's how we were parented. It's how our parents were parented. Yeah. How they were parented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So there's a really interesting book called um, Toxic Parents by Susan Forward. Okay. And it's an old book. It's been around for a while. We'll put it in the show notes. Right, Brooke? Sure. Sure. As long as you remind me to, I certainly will. Okay. But it it talks about, one of the reasons I like this book is it does talk about that parenting, toxic parenting, goes on for generation after generation until somebody breaks the cycle. Okay. Well, it makes sense. I mean, there's always that term of your product of your environment. Right. And it's true. Yeah. I parent the way I parent because... Of, of how you. I how I parented you. Yeah. Right. We super screwed up. Well, I was going to say, you're a really good mom. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, B. You're welcome. <laughs> you only complimented me to compliment yourself. You guys, right? <laughs> everyone's catching on to you. I know it. <laughs> so anyway, but we have to realize, I tell my clients this all the time. We weren't raised at the neighbor's house. Okay. We didn't grow up next door. So how we were raised definitely can become a comfort zone because, and we're going to end up parenting how we were parented because it's all we know. Yeah. Kids are little sponges. Right. They absorb everything. Right. And they're not old enough and sophisticated enough to cast doubt on their parents. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remember when we did the podcast a while back about negative beliefs? Mm -hmm. They start when we're little too. So... What do we do? How do we break the cycle? You knock that shit off. Right? Yeah. Just stop it? Yeah, just stop it. Right. Okay. (laughs) All right. End of podcast. (laughs) And we're done here. We want to thank you all for listening. (laughs) (laughs) We have nothing more to say. Brooke said it all. Knock it off. Okay. Oh, I'm sure there's a more sophisticated um, way of working on this. Yeah. So we'll we'll let you. We'll let you handle (laughs) that. Oh, thanks. So when we look at this breaking the cycle, I think the first thing that we have to do is be honest and evaluate how we were parented. Mm -hmm. Look at our childhood. What did we like? What didn't we like? Mm -hmm. Okay. Not all comfort zones are bad. Right. You know, we can have comfort zones of really healthy 
relationships. Yeah. So it's the ones that cause us problems and interfere and un- are unhealthy that we really have to take a hard look at. And sometimes that can be kind of scary. Yeah. Going back and really evaluating how we were raised. Yeah, definitely. So when we go back and we look at our our parenting and how we were raised, you know, it is probably the most difficult hurdle we have mm-hmm. in breaking the cycle. I think that's the toughest one. Yeah. You know, and in researching it, an article by Newman, it says that it's being grown up gives you the distance to separate out what you think of as harmful and hurtful patterns so you don't transfer them to your children. It doesn't matter how I turned out is a mindset we don't want. Okay. Okay. I turned out just fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's like, oh, what's the problem? I turned out okay. Yeah. Yeah. We still have to look at the hurtful parts of being raised Mm -hmm. and and changing those around. I think it's important to note too that it's, it's not necessarily a huge abusive household. You can grow up in a very normal household Mm -hmm. and still have toxic you know, traits that you do to right. your children. Right. And we'll get more into that. Right. But I mean, it's yes. It's not always severe trauma and abuse. Yeah. It's right. not always right. crazy, horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because one of the things that they say too is one of the legacies of toxic parenting is another generation of toxic parenting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's, Two ways that our own history can have an influence. The first is repeat what we have been exposed to. The second is to drive us or push hard against it and do things completely different. So the important thing to realize is knowing what a good parent is not Mm -hmm. is as powerful as knowing what a good parent is. Yeah, I like that. I do too. It's like, I don't know exactly how to change it, but I know what I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think just that is the beginning. Yeah. Especially for those people who didn't have a good parent model ever growing up. Right. Well, the best place to start is don't repeat what you didn't want. Yeah. Right. What you were given as a child. What did not work for you. Yep. Yep. So in looking, you brought up a really good point a minute ago that we don't have to come from a like the severe abuse trauma based mm-hmm. household to have a, a cycle of basically unhealthy parenting. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to look at things that we can change. Okay. And I think I'm going to talk a lot just based on what I, as a therapist, I have a lot of people talk about their childhoods. Okay. Okay. And what they're working on changing. Okay. Okay. And, So basically, changing communication with your children. I think that's huge. I think it's crucial. Mm -hmm. Right. I know so many times we end up talking at a child instead of to a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to start. Okay. So... One of the things that we have to realize is kids have all emotion Mm -hmm. and we need to allow them to have emotion. 
But oftentimes, negative emotion is not allowed. Yeah. Okay. You're told to knock it off. Yeah. And kids then shut down. And I think it's crucial for parents to create a safe environment for kids to be able to talk about their feelings, their dreams, their day at school, Mm -hmm. you know, their experiences without shutting them down and not being interested Mm -hmm. or, or somehow degrading them or telling them, well, that's silly, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if a child's emotional, Mm -hmm. how many times do you see an emotional child and the parent just goes, knock it off, Mm -hmm. stop it. Yeah. You know, what happens to that child's emotion is not validated. Yeah. So they grow up in a world thinking that how they feel doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, also in that allowing your child to communicate is it's also okay to teach them how to communicate with respect Right. To you, too. This yeah. doesn't mean you let your child come up and just belligerently yell obscenities at you. Right. Yeah. You know, it's allowing them to communicate in a respectful way, too. Right. You know? Well, you know, you, you need to be able to set limits around the way they speak. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. And instead of around what they say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You you can't have them like you said, sassing you mm-hmm. and yelling at you. And I remember um, with you and your brother growing up, I had a rule that you could tell me anything you wanted, but you couldn't sass me. Mm-hmm. And I never sassed you, and sassing wasn't allowed. Mm-hmm. And you got one warning, and the one warning is I would say watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then if it continued, the discussion was over because I would not engage in a uh, tone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was interesting because neither you or your brother sassed, mm-hmm. you know, if you needed to say, you could say anything you wanted to me, you could tell me you were mad at me and I wasn't fair and I was a bad parent, but you told me mm-hmm. because that's how you felt, but you weren't allowed the sassing or the screaming. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that I do with my kids is mm-hmm. if they come up to me super worked up, pissed at a sibling and doing that yell, cry at me. I always say, don't you cry at me? Uh-huh. Like you tell me. Yeah. And if you can't settle down to tell me, go in your room, settle down, then come talk to me when you can talk to me. Right. And that's my way of saying, knock off the crying in my face. Right. But... Let's yeah. have this conversation when you're capable of doing so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that same thing. It is. And it kind of goes along with disagreements. Mm-hmm. Okay. Disagreements are, are normal and healthy. And so it's important that kids are able to express their thoughts and their feelings. And a parent doesn't have to always be right. Yeah. How many times it's because I'm the mom. Yeah. Or, you know, why? Because I said so, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids aren't allowed to disagree. Again, there's that respect line. Yeah. We have to have the respect line. But, you know, when you're small, they're, it's important that their feelings are recognized as pretty important, mm-hmm. you know, and they can disagree. 
Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean they always get their way, but they can disagree and they have a right to. Mm-hmm. You know? And there are valid times that because you are the parent, you're telling them to do something such as take the garbage out. Right. Why? Because mm-hmm. I asked you to. But why? Because you live in my house and I'm a parent and you're going to take my garbage out. Right. But you don't have to like it. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You can be mad about taking the garbage out. Mm-hmm. You can't yell at me and scream at me, but you don't have to like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's pleasant. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a chore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, I yeah. feed you and you ate my dinner. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you will do those dishes. <laughs> Yeah. And just going back to what we're talking about, allowing kids to have a voice. Yeah. You know, honestly, they shut down so much. They do. And I think, and I'm, I'm not by any means mother of the year here, but I absolutely love the open communication me and my kids have because my kids are freaking hilarious mm-hmm. and they are witty little shits. And I could not imagine them being in a house where they weren't allowed to express themselves, but they're very respectful. They mm-hmm. do not swear. They know their limits. They know their boundaries. And because except of that... Except when they're repeating lines from movies. Except for that, yes. Yeah. And that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> and hilarious. That goes back to the hilariousness. But it's like allowing your kids to have that open communication where they are not scared to be funny. Right. Like... The shit that comes out of my youngest's mouth mm-hmm. is the the best one-liners I've ever heard in my life. Right. And I couldn't imagine him... Shutting that down. Shutting him that right. down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, another thing that comes from allowing this with our kids when we're little is that, you know, there's going to come a time when they're in the thick of adolescence, okay, <laughs> You want your kids to be able to think independently of the pack. Okay. You know, it is so important that they learn to do this and that they gain strength and value. And they learn that through the relationship with the parent. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a right to my opinion. Mm -hmm. I have what I say is valid. And they don't go along with peer pressure. Yes. Yeah. You know, and... People who have no confidence, no self-esteem, are easily influenced, end up in a lot of trouble often. Yeah. I think if you, too, were grown, grew up in a house of, you just do what I say mm-hmm. because I'm the elder. Right. Well, then when you're in a group, right. the leader of that group... Is bullying you in a way. Yeah. Of, you and know, you're you, going to have that mm-hmm. natural, well, you are older. You tell me what to do. You're right. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most dangerous things of growing up in unhealthy families is that we teach that the needs of the kids aren't important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You matter, your needs matter, and your opinions matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as they're respectful. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, There's no right or wrong way to think or feel and no such thing as a right or wrong opinion. Mm-hmm. But but you it, will be nice yes, to me. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you think about, um, you know, why I brought this up with so many of the parenting stuff with so many of the clients that I see is I get people coming in that are just depressed you know, we end up with some anxiety, some depression, stuff along the way. And oftentimes it goes back to just that poor, that poor inner 
sense of who I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and really discovering they they don't have a handle on who they are because they were never allowed Mm -hmm. to figure out who they were. Yeah. You know, and I have so many people that just seem lost Mm -hmm. because they, they just go along with, like you said, they go along with everything. They have no voice. Yeah. You know, and then as an adult, it's really hard to survive in our world with no voice. Yeah. And no self-esteem. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's so important to get all of this turned around, mm-hmm. you know. We also live in a really weird society, too, where disciplining children is the most taboo subject mm-hmm. ever. Right. And so we almost are creating children that are almost way the other way. Right, I agree. And yeah. they're they're disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have almost made this weird, complete opposite oh, yeah. 180 uh-huh. and I, you know, I just see kids and there's times I'm like, I would never talk to an adult that way. My kids would never talk to an adult that way. Right. But you see them all the time right. out in stores being and belligerent and disrespectful. Yeah. And yeah. Mean and, I know. And it's just like, Whoa, but you can't yeah. discipline anymore. You can't. Yeah. Bizarre. And Oftentimes it goes on behind closed doors. Yeah. The discipline. But, you know, it's an interesting topic you bring up because discipline is very cultural. Yes. And it has changed and shifted throughout the generations Mm -hmm. and also where we live. Yeah. You know, our surroundings. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up because I'm so old. Dirt. 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 You would help invent dirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But thanks. <laughs> but I remember if you were naughty at school, you were sent to the principal's office and get paddled on the butt with this big wooden paddle that had holes in it. And after he paddled your butt with that hard, you got to sign the paddle. <laughs> you are old. <laughs> yeah. And I remember my first grade teacher walking around with a great big yardstick. And if you did not hold your pencil correctly, she would hit you on your knuckles with that yardstick. Jesus. Yeah. Now, can you imagine that happening today? No. Right. And that was, you know, a generation back. Mm-hmm. Or several. <laughs> several. <laughs> no, but I mean, it does, it does shift. So that does... You know, but now we're not allowed to discipline like that. I know. Mm-hmm. So I, me growing up, I, you know, teachers couldn't lay hands on you. Right. That that had shifted at that point. But still, I had a fear of God for the principal uh-huh. and majority of my teachers. And it was like, if they were like, Kate, go to the office. Yeah. It was like, oh, shit. Because mm-hmm. one please don't call my parents. Please don't call my parents. You never beat me, but I just knew for a fact that if I had done something disrespectful in school, naughty, 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 mm-hmm. I was screwed, whatever mm-hmm. that meant, mm-hmm. you know, yep. that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Kids can tell teachers to F off. And if the teacher dare calls a parent, the parent validates the child. Right. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's really shifted. It's scary a lot, honestly. Yep, yep. So if we're looking at breaking the cycle, and we realize that we've got to do things in a healthier way, so a lot of this we can figure out on our own. Mm. But if not, 
there's really good like um, parenting classes. Okay. Okay. And they're offered in communities and a lot of them are super good on just learning how to set appropriate boundaries, how to um, get a child to respect the no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a really good book. It's been around another really good book. that has been around forever is parenting with love and logic. Mm-hmm. And that's an old one, but it is still so good. And maybe you could put that one on the show notes too. Okay. You know, or there's always therapy. There's always therapy. There's always that. Yeah. You if could, you dare. You could resort to <laughs> therapy in some situations. <laughs> To learn how to do this differently. Yes. So anyway, but anything else you can think of? Um, no, I can't really think of necessarily anything else. I think this is a lot of good information. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, if you are, if there's something going on with you and your kids dynamic, you know, it's yeah. never too late to kind of start shifting that and changing Oh, I that. agree. It's never too late. No, even if they're teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, you right. still have a last, the last few mm-hmm. years to really ingrain something different. Right. Yep. And again, it, this doesn't mean you abuse your children or you have mm-hmm. a horrible household. Right. It can just be shutting down emotions mm-hmm. or yelling yep. before you have a conversation. Right. Or... Yeah. You know? Or on the other end, if you are one of the people with the belligerent, naughty kids, yeah, it's time to make a shift. Mm-hmm. You know, kids need discipline. I agree. Yeah, it teaches them. They well, don't it need... sets appropriate boundaries. So yeah. it's also discipline in and of itself. Uh, in and of itself, is very safe mm-hmm. because kids are not allowed um, to set their own boundaries for a reason. Yeah, because they can't. Right. Okay. And so parents need to set those boundaries. So kids are going to push against them. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if a parent is consistent and they know where their boundaries are, it actually feels safe and secure to the child. Yeah. So discipline in that regard, healthy discipline is, is really a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so important Mm -hmm. to raise functional humans. (laughs) Right. I agree. (laughs) Yes. But no, aside from that, I, I don't really have anything else to really touch on. I think this is a good topic. Yeah. I think as anyone who's a parent or even a really involved aunt or friend, right. sibling even, mm-hmm. there's, I think all of us have something that we would like to change in right. the way we right. are molding little yeah. little humans. Well, I know I, I parented not knowing all this stuff, but I parented... Because of how I wasn't parented. Yes. And, you know, I made a lot of changes because my mom was very narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And I made a lot of changes in how I parented just knowing I didn't want to do that. But not having all the wisdom of being a therapist and knowing everything I was doing, I just knew, kind of like that thing, knowing what you don't want to do, yeah. you know, is as important as knowing what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not repeating the cycle. Right. Yep. changing it so then that way your yep. kids and or the young ones in, that you're influencing uh-huh. can grow up to also keep the change going right yeah it goes on generational in a healthy way mm-hmm. yep and you're proof of that mm-hmm. because yeah you parented me the way you didn't want to be parented and now I parent because of how I was parented right yep and that then broke that cycle mm-hmm. so 
Very interesting. Yep, it is. Well, that was a nice email. We encourage you guys to email us. Yeah, yeah, it, it's great. It helps a lot. And if you like our podcast, the best way to support us um, is to just like, review, share, just get get more people listening. That helps more than you know. But I guess we'll just catch y'all next time. Yep. <laughs> Thank you.